When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with someone who's the best at what he does and, and not only the best, but the best I think that's ever been. And as far as documentary films go, uh, Ken Burns is in a league by himself. He has taken on some of the, the, the most difficult and complicated issues and, and made sense to the rest of us uh, about some very, very difficult situations. Maybe, uh, his, and this is saying, saying a lot, uh, maybe his most important work today is in front of us, and uh, you can see it on PBS Passport. It's streaming there. Uh, a History to be Reckoned with the U.S. and the Holocaust. And uh, also there's a book. We'll get into that in a bit. But without further ado, Ken Burns, congratulations on this, and, and thank you very much for doing this. Thank you, Frank. It's great to be back and talking with you. I just have to acknowledge that my co-directors, both residents of New York City, uh, Lynn Novick and Sarah Botstein, are equally responsible for this three-part, six-hour film. It's also available on PBS Documentaries and Prime and Amazon, so you you can get it there as well as their uh, own uh, streaming service, Passport. So it's pretty widely available. We had a broadcast and then pre-streaming for a while, but it's, it's uh, out there, and we had a huge huge uh, number of people who watched it. We're very thrilled with it. And you are right. I will not work on a more important film than this one. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I just, it just absolutely amazing. Uh, what did you learn about the Holocaust? What did you learn about society? Uh, everything that, uh, that you didn't know prior to working on this? Well, you know, we'd done a film, Lynn and I with Sarah had done, uh, Sarah Botstein had done a film on World War II called The War in 2007, yeah. and it had a significant scene on the Holocaust. Um, but I, I would have to say that we learned everything. It was it was like tearing everything up that we knew and, and doing it again, because this time it's the U.S. and the Holocaust, and Americans think that they're innocent. It's that they discovered it when we liberated the concentration camps. And there were 3,000 articles back in 1933, the first year of Hitler's reign, talking about discrimination about the Jews in American newspapers, 3,000 articles. So this is a, a film that answers the questions what we knew, what we didn't know, what we should have known, what we did, what we didn't do, what we should have done. And while the United States of America has no relationship, no complicity with the Holocaust, um, the ideas that spawned the Holocaust were very much in the United States as well, anti-Semitism and racism and xenophobia. Um, and also, we took in more refugees than any other sovereign nation, but we could have, even with our pernicious immigration law, the Johnson-Reed Act of 1924, that set horrible quotas, particularly from countries that had a large Jewish population, deliberately so, um, we could have let in even five times the number that we let in, maybe ten times, and saved hundreds of thousands more, if not millions more, when people were desperate to escape what comes to be called the Holocaust. Ken, I'm so glad that you and Lynn and Sarah 
took on this uh, this project, uh, and and I'm a patriot. I love this country, you know, as much as anyone. But we've gotten a pass on on the Holocaust, and uh, and we we came across heroically and everything else, and 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 it's just not it's just not accurate. We uh, we turned a blind eye to something that uh, that people in the government knew uh, was going on. And by the way, I'm not a conspiracy you know theorist either. But this you've laid out beautifully. Um, where where there should be uh, where there should be questions uh, about us as a society, us as a country, uh, and and if you don't bring up these questions, there's no way that we can uh, we can address it properly historically. So thank you. Well, you, can't, all of you. you can't you can't be an exceptional country if you're not harder on yourself than you are on anybody else. If you think you're the best and blindly accept it without examining, you know, the, the, the defects. It's like a coach who loses 63 to nothing and says, we're fine. You know, you get fired if you're a coach like that. And I share your patriotism and love of this country. And this film is dotted with many heroic acts of government officials, not just the many people who are anti-Semites in the State Department that slow walked everything and changed the rules and moved the goalposts, um, but heroic people like John Paley at the Treasury Department or individuals, a writer named Varian Fry who risked his life saving individuals in southern France uh, in the Vichy regime. It's, it's a great story of organizations as well. And, you know, it's that it's there but the point is is that we didn't do a good job we'd passed the congress had passed um this this act uh the administration was rife with anti-semites as much as the president invited more jews that would be franklin roosevelt into his government than any other uh president before him uh, the american jews were divided in the early days about how to act and respond whether to protest or be quiet out of fear of, of retribution in germany against uh their fellow jews um i mean the country was anti-Semitic, whipped up by the um, the industrialist Henry Ford and by later the uh, celebrated aviator Charles Lindbergh, uh, openly anti-Semitic people, uh, and so there was no there was no great effort or will in the American people. And even when the concentration camps were, were liberated, even when people saw for themselves the ghastly footage coming out of there in the newsreel, only 5% of Americans wanted to increase immigration from the millions of people that were displaced at the end of the Second World War. So we've got a lot to reckon with and to account for. And at the same time, we know that we can celebrate the fact that we were the authors of the victory along with the Soviet Union and our other uh, Western allies uh, in ending that terror and rescuing the remaining three million Jews out of the nine. But two out of three were killed. And I think we, we could have, had we been a much more compassionate country at the time, been able to get, and I mean that everywhere, from the executive to the, to the uh, legislative to the general population, we could have gotten more people out and that number wouldn't be as high as it is. Uh, Ken, I know you had a lot of people waiting to talk to you. Our America, a photographic history uh, by Ken Burns comes out next week. Can you give us a quick overview? Sure. Basically, I've been making working on this film in secret at nights and over the weekends. Not in secret, but just trying to get it done over the last 15 years or so. 
uh, you know, the, D, the, the DNA of our film is a single still photograph. So this has more than 250 still photographs, black and white, beginning in 1839 with the first photograph ever taken in the United States. And one photograph to a page, filling the page with a modest caption like New York 1863. And it proceeds more or less up to the present. And it just celebrates us uh, in all of our glory, in all of our joy, in all of the natural beauty, in all of our suffering and all of our woes or famous people in it. There ordinary people they're famous photographers there's also anonymous photographers so it 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 has this sense and it's called our america a photographic history and obviously really it's kind of my america but it's been based on the 50 years that i've been working trying to tell our stories um with the photographs that we've left behind and so every film is is represented there though no arrow is pointed towards it no neon sign saying oh that's the film we made on baseball and um and then it's also every 50 states, every one of the 50 states is represented in it. And I, I think it's the best Christmas present you could get for somebody who's curious about where their country's been and where it may be going. Uh, with our last 30... With, with our last 30 seconds here, can you give us a website or a social media site where we could follow you and uh, and everything else going on? Well, it's at, at Ken Burns. Uh, I, I'm not the greatest social me media guy, but you've got the the uh, PBS Passport. Is a, You can get the U.S. and the Holocaust, which is also on PBS Documentaries on Prime, Amazon. And the book is published by Alfred Knopf, and it'll be published on Tuesday the 1st of November and available anywhere. And I know that they're already uh, voluminous pre orders taking place at, at Amazon and other places where you get your books. So um, the Our America is available there as well. And I know there's PBS uh, video has uh, DVD and Blu-ray of, uh, of, of the U.S. and the Holocaust available too. Ken, thanks for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Ken Burns. Uh, the, the great Ken Burns, uh, Emmy Award winning. Uh, it's fascinating uh, every time I, I get an opportunity to talk to him I don't know if it's been five six times but uh, you, you're speaking to the, the the greatest of all time I mean what he has done in his career as a documentarian and and again he correctly points out you know Lynn Novick and and Sarah Botstein uh, are his his partners in this and he often has partners uh, but uh, what what he's done is he's just managed to uh, break down very complicated issues and put them into uh, a film where the rest of us uh, don't have to do the research on it. The Civil War, for example, was absolutely fantastic. It's a nine-part series. I don't know how many times I've watched it, but it's um, it's put together brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly, and and as complicated as uh, as a war. That was as complicated a man as Lincoln was, and all the issues surrounding the war, you know, slavery and, you know, what happened afterwards and what, what's happening now. What, what he did in the 90s with the Civil War is, uh, is just absolutely mind-blowing. And, you know, again, uh, you know, baseball and jazz and Brooklyn Bridge and, uh, you know, uh, different issues that are a little, you know, a little more lighthearted, uh, but his... Uh, his issues he, that he's taken on on slavery and prejudice and bigotry and and when anti-Semitism uh, turns to, to genocide, um, it, it becomes complicated to explain to uh, to young kids or whatever. And and this is a a film. It's a it's a three part, six hour film 
uh, entitled A History to be Reckoned with, the U.S. and the Holocaust. And Ken Burns, Lynn Novick, and Sarah Botstein bring it to us. Frank McKay signing off. Ken Burns has been our very special guest. And we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, wonderful actor. So many people know him from uh, from so many things, but of course, the Harry Potter franchise and uh, uh, Draco uh, is, uh, is was his character, and nobody can imagine anybody else playing that character uh, as well, or at all, other than Tom Felton. And uh, today, I, I, urging everyone to, to get a book, get two books, get two of these books, buy two, get one for yourself and get one for your favorite Harry Potter fan. They're going to love it. It's called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. Tom Felton, how are you? Very well. Thanks for that illustrious intro. <laughs> it's, hey, listen, it's well-deserved. Uh, you did such a, a great job with that, and I think Harry Potter fans, which my kids grew up, I and I, I saw everything you were in because my kids just loved uh, Harry Potter and uh, loved you. And uh, hey, listen, uh, you know uh, the villains, even the villains are, are, are loved, but I, I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Uh, just absolutely terrific. Uh, give us a little overview of the book. Uh, I'm excited about it. I've ordered mine, and I'd, I've ordered one for a friend of ours who just absolutely loves you. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it's really a collation of the last of like 20 years of my scraps of paper, of all the stories that I've written down um, over the years. Uh, kind of started off like a bit bit of a diary, really, and then an extension of these. Um, I've, been to, I've been to so many great comic cons cons around the world where we do Q and A's and they'd ask questions about, you know, what does um you know, what is what's Hagrid really like or um what's it like working with Snape, etc. So I just started writing down all these stories. Um and it just it's just really in the last year or two that I've managed to put them to a timeline. But essentially it's um you know it's up it's everything up to here. I just turned thirty five years old and talked about my early early life, pre Potter, uh, learning how to act and, and um getting into trouble with my brothers and um, and then takes you basically behind the scenes of, of, of every single film that we shot, um, and then followed up by the sort of well, what's what's life been like post Potter? Yeah. Well, you know, I've written books, but I've never written written a memoir, so to speak, or, or anything like this. And everyone I've ever spoken to who has uh, describes it in, in, in a couple of different ways. Uh, well, soul searching, of course, right? Um, therapeutic. Some, uh, some say painful, yeah. bittersweet, uh, a little bit of, of that. How was it for you? Um, and I, you know, I mean, therapeutic for you or or fun? Uh, give us a give us a little of the emotion that went into writing this book. Yeah, I'd say all the above, really, all the above. Um, the actual writing process down, I always find to be very therapeutic. Um, reading it back afterwards can be can be a bit difficult um, at times, but it's. Uh, it's been really, um, what's the right word here? It is, it is cathartic, really cathartic, and, and and sort of quite nice to be able to sort of put them put them down into a into chapters rather than just be scraps of paper. So I really enjoyed enjoyed that process, and um, yeah, it's still I'm still pinching myself now. Like, oh my god, this is actually a book with a cover with my name on it, with words in it. It's uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, you know, you should be proud. Hey, listen, everybody uh, that's gotten a little peek at is raving about it. So you're getting your rave reviews on it already. And uh, I'll, you know, listen, we'll be raving about it and talking about it even when we're not uh, on the air with you. And as soon as I get through it, uh, I'm sure it's going to be uh, very interesting, very, uh, very exciting. 35 years old is is a young guy uh, for you know for many of us. I'm 20 years older than you, and uh, and but it's a good time to write a book like that because everything you know young is kind of still within reach and in memory. Uh, were there things that came up during the process of this book that you completely you know forgot about or you you kind of downplayed? until you started writing the book. Is there anything that popped up and said, oh, yeah, and this light bulb popped up over your head? Did you have any moments like that? Yeah, it's quite funny, actually. The first part is that is when someone else tells you, and you go, oh, yeah, and it, like, completely unlocks this memory that you yeah. that you just sort of forgot about. But yet the other side of it, which is probably even funnier, is, uh, is having the story and knowing it absolutely perfectly and then sharing that story with that person and then tell you... That's not how it happened. <laughs> so there's been a little bit of back and forth with um, with my family and friends about how about exactly what uh, exactly what happened. But uh, it's like you say, it's uh, I wouldn't want to wait any longer um, to share the films to, to share the stories because they are uh, they're still fresh in my mind. Um, obviously, there's a lot more there's a lot more to come, but it felt like a very good time to. Um, well, show my appreciation basically to all the all the fans that have got us here, but also to um, yeah to keep 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 telling the stories while they're still fresh in the mind. Yeah, and a lot of them, including my kids, are just hitting thirty and uh, and and you know twenty eight, thirty, and uh, and older than that. Um, and they're, they're gonna they're gonna love this. This is part of their your part of their history. You know, Daniel and Emma. I mean, uh, you're all part of their. Uh, growing up history and you know that itself has to be uh, amazing uh, to be able to write about something that's that's a completely different universe you know it's similar to what the guys in Star Wars and the gals in Star Wars uh, created or the the Lord of the Rings what um, you know their their interpretation Peter Jackson's interpretation of of Tolkien uh, and in so many ways uh, you guys have that. You guys and gals uh, have have part of that. You're part of this other universe that people just live through. Um, so it's it's got to be very exciting. You got to look back and be yeah, it's proud pretty cool. Of what you've done. I, 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 yeah, when they when they first when they finished it off and they said, uh, and when I when I finally saw like the final manuscript, one of the one of the one of the um, editors was asking who do I want to dedicate it to. Uh, I didn't have to think twice really about dedicating it to all the muggles that got me here. Um, because in a way, I know I haven't met I haven't met your your kids or their friends, but in a way, we we all grew up together. Yeah. They're, they're 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 part of the reason that we got to keep making the keep making the film. So even if we haven't met, we're sort of intrinsically linked somewhere or other. So it seemed like a good way of saying thank you. I I know it's a little early to ask this, but do you have enough uh, left on the cutting room floor? Do you have enough that you left out of this book? And did you like the process <laughs> enough where there's going to be a second uh, second part of this? <laughs> Beyond the one, two. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. There's plenty, plenty more material, but I don't think anything. I think mean, everything that we've put into this one is 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 um is just. 
just the right amount. I think I will um, I'll keep those those scrappings on the floor um, for maybe for maybe another day. <laughs> Tom Felton, congratulations on everything on on all all the great acting uh, along the way and certainly the book. I uh, can't wait to read it. Uh, give us a, a website or a social media site where we could follow along with you and and the best way to follow along with the book. Um, well, it's it's, uh, it's 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 published by Ebury. Um I know it's at the Barnes and Noble store because I was there yesterday doing my um, doing my first signing. But I'm 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 on um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok uh, under the usual under the usual name. So that that should probably be the best way to keep up to speed with whatever's um, whatever's coming out next. Tom Felton, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Beyond the wand, the magic and mayhem of growing up a wizard, Tom Felton. Played Draco, uh, villainous little guy, um, and uh, <laughs> a lot of people grew up uh, hating him. And, and again, I, I had, I had seen, you know, not even by choice. Not that I wouldn't have seen him by choice, but all the Harry Potter uh, films, because my and my sons and daughter and their friends loved Harry Potter. They uh, they loved it. It was part of their their childhood. So I went to all of them, just like I go to all of the uh, the the Marvel movies and DC movies, all of them, you know. And and again, I, you know, I don't know that I would, uh, you know, if without the kids, if I would have seen the amount, I certainly would have seen Marvel. I grew up uh, reading comic books. I I was into uh, all of that, uh, especially the Marvel universe. Uh, growing up as a as a kid, and I learned to read reading comic books, and uh, I don't know that uh, if I had, uh, if I didn't have four kids that were that were heavily into all of this, um, that I wouldn't have been. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't have seen everything that came out, but I see everything Marvel, and I had seen everything Marvel. Same thing with Harry Potter. I, I saw it all, and because uh, it was you know part of what the kids liked and what they wanted to see. Uh, Tom Felton is uh, is someone you know you, he made an impression. That whole cast made it. The casting was terrific. Uh, J.K. Rollins, uh, I'm sure, very, very happy. She's very rich, that's for sure. Off of the um, books and the movies, and the films, uh, just uh, you know, uh, they uh, they just struck a chord. And you know, I, I I know people my age who got every single Harry Potter book that was uh, was out, and they could. Uh, they could tell you um, everything inside and out, um, uh, beyond belief uh, uh, of uh, of a story. I've seen people my age um, go uh, go buy um, a uh, one of my kids and just talk every uh, everything you could possibly want to know about uh, about Harry Potter. Uh, it just made it an absolute. Um, uh, you know, phenomenon, and and again, like I said, much like uh, say the Lord of the Rings or or the uh, Star Wars universe, the Marvel universe, Harry Potter has its own world that's created, and J.K. Rollins, of course, uh, is the creator of that, the author of of the books. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Tom Felton has been our very special guest. Uh, you know him as uh, as as Draco. 
and um, in, in the Harry Potter uh, universe. Frank McKay signing off his new book is called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons with Vicki Schneps is upon us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You could uh, hear the report coming from the Hamptons and the East End and uh, and who better to hear that from than the, the queen of all media. And I always say she has 88 different news outlets. She probably has more than that, but 88... Uh, is the number I gave it's one for every every key on the piano and she is the queen of all media Vicky Schneps how are you hi it's so nice to talk to you Frank well we have an exciting week coming up and you know this is uh, uh, the east end of Long Island is both the North Fork and the South Fork and Dan's papers uh, covers it all and gets an extra bonus distribution in Manhattan. So if you want to plan your weekend, you can catch up with us when you hear the show on WABC Radio. Thank you so much, Frank. And then we can be able to have you plan ahead to some of the wonderful things happening this coming weekend. So I'm delighted to share with you what we have. Um, you know, I had a great, great meal just this past Thursday at a wine dinner that was held at a place called South Hold Social. And they brought in Francois Picard, who is a world-class chef. I think he has a piece of the action because he is very charming and devoted to the restaurant. Right in South Hold on the North Fork, Frank, and they have paired with the wineries on the East End to do a food wine dinner. And I was there Thursday night with the wonderful Stacy Solovey from the Peconic Bay Vineyard. And the Peconic Bay Vineyard produces a rosé that sold out. You couldn't buy it. It wow. was sold out. They had done every bottle they, they bottled. They sold because they saved a few. And we had it with our four-course meal. So we started out with this fabulous, fabulous uh, smoked salmon dish with the rosé. Then we had a wonderful risotto with another wine. And then we had the most luscious duck I've ever eaten. Mm. It was presented on the plate over this uh, souffle of sweet potatoes. But it looked like it was a pork chop or a lamb chop. It had mm. a bone sticking out. And it was the most crispy-skinned, tender duck. Remember the Long Island duckling was the biggest thing? The Long Island duck was the world-famous ducks were from Long Island. Well, you know, those duck farms are now, they're not homes, many of them. And so the ducks have gone, but the people are here. And we really uh, had a unique meal. And then the dessert, Frank, was to die for. Mm. Uh, Chef Pilar was a, a third generation, is a third generation baking family from France. 
and he brought all his skills to us in Southold. And if I tell you that the dessert was the piece de resistance, it was coming down with a little round ball covered with dark chocolate glaze. Wow. Underneath was this soft chocolate mousse surrounded by some blueberries, strawberries, and the favorite thing on my plate beside the beautiful bowl of uh, chocolate was whipped cream, homemade whipped cream. So what a way to end a meal. But um, John Tibbet, who's one of the owners of this so hold social it's called Southhold social because there is a there is a social club in southampton this is Southhold on the north fork and they're going to be doing this every thursday night so you can go online to southholdsocial.com and check out the thursday night dinners because it is a memorable one they did the uh Peconic bay vineyard this past week, and then next week it's going to be, and the week after that's going to be, and the week after that's going to be, all the vineyards on the East End. So I think if you want something special, um, that is it. There's nothing that compares to it in my time here on the East End. I just was delighted. It was an exciting night to my palate. Yeah. I was the slowest eater, Frank. I was. They, I was That's good. They That's a good way to eat. I like slow. to cherish every bite. I wasn't giving it up. <laughs> That's great. By the way, John Tibbet is is making some name uh, for himself, and and has already. But I mean, John, John Tibbet is uh, is is really making some noise out in Southold with uh, with with. Well, not food. only noise, but the quality of what he's doing, and he has some other friends who are doing great things. Like Stacy Solaviv is a woman who owns the Peconic Bay Vineyard. And she is doing extraordinary things. Not only does she own the vineyard, but she also owns the Christmas farm. So people right after Thanksgiving, they're going to start chopping down her trees. And they have everything you can imagine to cover your tree. And then she owns the Chipway Hotel on Shelter Island in Deering Harbor. Mm. And she is doing quality, top-drawer things for our community, just like John Tibbet. He built the Shoals, which was an old motel, run-down motel, took the motel, restructured every, every room, which has a beautiful layout with a little kitchenette and uh, beautiful sofas and beds, and they are attached to a marina. So you can boat in, you can boat over, dock your boat, stay overnight at his Shoals, and then they have a wonderful... Um, oyster farm right on their property where they do shucking of fresh oysters. So uh, that's wow. another John Tibbet and his partners. And he has a wonderful architect, Mario, who has built and designed all these spaces that are enriching life up on the North Fork in a very quality manner. That's what I'm so proud of. Everything he does and everything Stacy Solovey does is top drawer. It's like Joe Petroselli in Riverhead. He and his partner built the aquarium from, from, from the ground up. They built this fabulous aquarium. Yeah, and amazing. then they built the hotel, and then they built the Preston restaurant, and then they built another hotel. And now Riverhead is on fire with all the exciting projects that are going on there because people don't know, but the Main Street is backed by the Peconic River. Yeah. So they're opening up the whole river view so that when you shop, you can really relax and enjoy the town. And they're going to be building garages. So when you come, you have a place to park your car. So it doesn't get better than that. But I'm so proud of what they've done on the North Fork. These uh, few families have gathered great quality ideas into 
now bringing them to reality. So we're very blessed over here on the East End to have people who know what they're doing and do it so well. But that doesn't stop us on, this, on, the, on the South Fork, Frank. I don't want to be very, uh, I've got to be very judicious about sharing the wealth with everybody right. about the North Fork and the South Fork. And I'm a resident of Quiog, and people say to me, you mean Quag? I said, no, I live in Quiog. Quiog? I've never heard of Quiog. Well, it does exist. It's a little hamlet just between West Hampton Beach and Quag is Quiog. And I'm very proud to tell you that Jim McCann, who owns 1-800-Flowers, He's my neighbor right around the corner. Okay. There's some wonderful people who live in Quiog. <laughs> yeah. But this weekend, they're going to be doing something very special. They have gathered the West Hampton Beach Rotary Club, the West Hampton Beach Kiwanis Club, the West Hampton Beach Knights of Columbus, and they are all gathered to raise money for the food pantry. That is really a lifesaver for many families, and they are opening the, themselves to having a wonderful, for the community, a food pantry fundraising dinner. And Frank, would you believe they're doing this for 25 years? But they had to take a break because of COVID, and this weekend they're back. So this is the best bargain in town. Well, it's at the Church Parish House in, it's called the... Immaculate Conception Parish Center, and it's right in Quiog. You can look it up. And from Saturday, from 5 to 8.30 p.m., they're going to be offering dinner. If you do an advanced reservation, it's only $25 for dinner. And Sydney's uh, tailor-made cuisine is going to be setting up the buffet. She has a wonderful restaurant in uh, a catering hall in West Hampton Beach. And my girlfriend, Elise, is from Shock Ice Cream. She is going to be providing the best ice cream you ever tasted. Yeah, and then Hampton Coffee is going to supply the coffee. So, and this is only $25 a person. And if you have a family... There's a discount for the children. <laughs> so, you know, you can't be helping out the people who have needed the most, that there is a fun food pantry, and they need to feed the people. So, you know, they are there for them every day of the year, 52 weeks of the year. But this is a great opportunity to lend your hand uh, by coming to the fundraising dinner on Saturday night. So that's sort of like the start of, of Halloween with all the great uh, things that are fun and powerful because, you know, Frank, what are we about if we don't give back? And that's really what uh, the Hamptons are about. You know, in the summer, there are one fundraising party after another, and it goes on into now the rest of the season. So I'm so happy to be able to talk about, you know, the good things that good people are doing and that people can participate about. You know, over in um, Montauk, the retreat is a facility for abused women. Mm. It's called The Retreat. And they are going to be having on um, October, till October 30th, really, they're going to be having an opportunity for you to donate at the Montauk, Montauk Library um, all kinds of personal care objects. So I hope, you know, that we can all be out there helping. Thanks, Frank. Well, listen, uh, the, the people that you mentioned uh, give back, and by the way, you give back as well, uh, but the Petroselli family and, and John Tibbet and his family, uh, you know, these are these are great people, and the people you just mentioned here on the South Shore, uh, South Fork, 
uh, just it's it's great that they're doing that. That pantry is uh, as good as you can get. You imagine a twenty-five dollar meal for uh, for something like that. That quality. Uh, Vicky, stay right with us, and everyone else, please stay right, right with us. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons with Vicky Schnepps is upon us, and we'll be back right after this. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's breaking it down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down, but much more importantly, welcome back to Dan's Papers Out and About in the Hamptons with Vicki Schnepps. And she is the queen of all media. She is absolutely wonderful and queen of the Hamptons and, and so many other uh, places around the world. I don't know how many crowns she wears, but uh, she de- deserves them all. And we're talking about giving back and uh, the families uh, and, and the, the entrepreneurs and the, the business folks that she mentions. Uh, you know, just about every one of those people, uh, you could point to uh, something big that they do for their community, all of them. Uh, everyone that Vicki mentions, you could... Uh, you could tie them into their community and and not only do they benefit from the community but they make sure they give back which is absolutely wonderful uh frank mckay here much more importantly vicky welcome back thank you frank i'm so happy to be able to share some of the excitement happening over in the hamptons on the south and north forks uh, because you know there is a season now where you can get a parking space a little easier that's how you can tell it's off season (laughs) But every town allows that now. But, you know, there is a time when you cannot find a spot. And I think this coming weekend may be one of them because, um, as I mentioned last week, was the Hampton Film Festival. And one of the documentaries, which was my favorite of all, was the documentary about Louis Armstrong. And it's called Black and Blues which is really the music, the life of Louis Armstrong, one of the greatest humans that walked this earth. Because not only did he share his great talent, but he shared his love of our country with the world. And I don't know if you know, Frank, but you know his home was in Corona, Queens. And I visited there, and it is this home he came back to after all his travels around the world. He came home to his wife, Lucille, and they have preserved his house. And this weekend at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center, both Friday and Saturday night, you can get tickets to listen to this documentary. And it's a look inside Louis Armstrong's world because, you know, Frank, he was considered the father of jazz and, of course, beloved, beloved. And the film depicts his musician's life as it spanned through all the civil rights movements to the world. Wherever there was trouble, they sent Louis Armstrong in to bring his happiness and joy and through his talent and that great, great trumpet. So you can relive that life by coming to West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center this weekend, and that will be performing and shown on the movie screen. They've got a beautiful movie theater right there on Main Street in West Hampton Beach, and you can go right there to get tickets, or you can buy tickets in advance. By the way, you know, my friend, anybody listening can go to dancepapers.com and find these wonderful places that are offering such great evenings. Um, as someone might have noticed, this is coming up to be the Halloween weekend. 
And we're alive and well with that and celebrating Halloween in a hundred different ways. But this one is really strange, but I don't know. I guess people go. It's called a Halloween silent disco. Now, you may ask, what in the world is a silent disco? Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> well, what yeah. it is is the Southampton Arts Center is having DJs with different kinds of beats, and you can choose headphones of whatever music you like from three different channels you wear the headphones and you dance to the music and maybe you're dancing next to someone who's listening to different music but you're all dancing <laughs> how do you like that for something that's different that's fantastic um, is that idea. crazy well, you know, that's, uh, I mean, one of the things about the Hamptons is its creativity and the people there being creative. And one of my favorite places is the Bay Street Theater. I was there this past weekend. We had a wonderful meal at the American Hotel. And the American Hotel is owned by Ted Coughlin. And he is what you call a restaurateur. This man stands over his restaurant dining rooms and makes sure everything is delivered perfectly. The way he runs his place with such care and love. And the American Hotel is right there on Main Street. So we went there first, had a bite, and then we walked over to the Bay Street Theater. That night they had a wonderful comedian. But next weekend, this coming one that we're talking about, Thursday, November 3rd, they are going to have a new play called All Things Equal. And it's the life and trials of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And there's going to be a wonderful presentation of it by the Tony Award-winning playwright, Rupert Holmes. So, you know, it'll take you right into her chambers as she explores the moments of her life, including the bad times as well as the good times. Because, thanks, you know, if you live a life, it's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You're up, and then you're down. And then you're up, and then you're down. You know, I often tell friends that I believe my life is like a uh, surfer. You know how those surfers get on their surfboards? Yeah. And they go for the big wave, and they navigate that wave, and then they get knocked over by that wave. But you know what they do? They get back up on the surfboard and they go for the next wave until it takes you into the sea, into the land. And so I think if we think of ourselves as surfboarders, then we just kind of learn to negotiate those waves. We get through the bad times knowing, as my mother used to say, this too shall pass. Did your mother ever tell you that, Frank? Yeah, and it, it, it always does. <laughs> this, too, shall pass, no matter what yes. comes up. I mean, it, it we get through it. We're, we're resilient. Well, you know, I think that watching, uh, you know, a genius like Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, and this play by this tremendously talented Tony Award-winning playwright is going to be a wonderful experience at the Bay Street Theater. And they're going to run it all month of November. So if you can't meet one week, we'll come out for the next one. But I, I also wanted to share with you that there's great things going on um, in, with the markets that are out in West Hampton Beach and Southampton and East Hampton Village. They're all having outdoor fairs. But my favorite one is Little Lucy's 21st Annual Pet Parade. Mm. Pets 
on parade. And they'll all be dressed up even for the uh, Halloween. So that's going to be on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. You meet at Agawam Park in Southampton, and there's going to be live music and food and judges and raffles and costume awards. And the pet parade will walk down Job's Lane. Now, Job's Lane comes right off Main Street, and they're going to go start at the beginning of Job's Lane, where they have, um, actually, Sotheby's has a gallery there, and they're going to walk up Job's Lane right on to Main Street and back to Agawam Park, and there'll be all kinds of prizes, prizes. But to me, the biggest prize is just to see these animals dressed up by their owners. So I think anyone who wants a good laugh it should be there because that will be something that I think will last forever in your memory bank. But this is all about what goes on in the Hamptons. And then, you know, there'll be all kinds of wonderful events on the North Fork, too. So come on out to the Hamptons to enjoy yourself. I think you'll be thrilled to see the good things happening. Yeah, well, no question about it. And uh, that just sounds like a lot of fun. All, all, all of these things that you mentioned are so worthwhile. Uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg play is a can't miss. I, I know so many judges, and I know you do as well. And you know they're going to be loading up that place to see, you know, one of the greats in their uh, in their business and uh, one of their in their business in their field, I should say. But um, you know, there's no one like. Uh, there was no one like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and and for Rupert Holmes to uh, to take this on as a project and to take her life on as a project, uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be very inspirational. Well, Bay Street Theater is doing great things, but I do want to sneak in one other thing that's going to be ready for this one: yeah. a Halloween ball, costume and Halloween ball at the James Port Farm Brewery. And it's a fundraiser for the North Fork County Kids Animal Rescue Group. So uh, that's a new one. Is it Halloween? <laughs> so come on out and enjoy it again and again. There are different things on different parts of the East End, but every part has something special happening. I love all of this. And uh, it, listen, Vicki, uh, you're the best. Uh, somehow, some way, you... you you must be cloned, and I know people say that all the time, that there must be five of you, and, and you just all get together and say, well, this Vicky will talk, this Vicky. I, you're all over the place. You seem to have your finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in the Hamptons and in the North, uh, North Fork. Uh, and everywhere else that uh, that it matters. It's just uh, wonderful uh, what information you get out there. And I think it's so important for people that want to experience Long Island and really experience the, uh, the the Hamptons that they listen and and go to Dan's. What is it? Danspaper dot uh, Danspapers dot com. And you can get it online. You know, we have a digital edition. You can turn the pages of Dan's papers with your finger on your computer or your mouse. And then you can get the paper live in the North Fork, South Fork, and on the Upper East Side and the Upper West Side. So, you know, we're not um, uh, only in the local stores, but we are also in Manhattan. So, you know, I think that uh, we're there to bring you the news of uh, very special communities. That, you know, they say, you know, Frank, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Well, you may have noticed I love what I do, and I meet such wonderful people like you. Yeah, well, the same uh, right back at you, and uh, and I thank you for all that you do, and uh, certainly here it's an honor to have you as always, Vicky Schnepps. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. And to all of you listening, we appreciate. We know you have a lot of choices. We appreciate your your tuning in each and every week, and uh, for the, for the great Vicky Schnepps. And uh, once again, 
Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons. Uh, no better place to find out what's going on on the east end of Long Island. And it doesn't end on Labor Day. Uh, nothing ends on Labor Day. Everything just ke- continues to go. And, and if you don't believe me, go to danspapers.com, and you, you can check out there when you when you don't have a radio in front of you. Uh, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Vicky Schneps has, is Thank you. our host each and every week for Dan's Papers out and about in the Hamptons. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Great week ahead. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.